Happy New Year, family, and welcome to another edition of Cool Jazz Conversations. My name is Marcella Shapard, the bass man. Well, we are kicking this year off talking to one of my favorite vocalists. And let me tell you, in a sea of female vocalists, this is one whose voice stands out amongst all of the clutter. When you hear her, you definitely know it is her for sure. And I'm talking about the one and only ever soulful Grammy nominated Mesa. Welcome to Cool Jazz Conversations. How you doing, love? Thank you. Yeah, thank you, honey. I'm doing good. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. This is so great. I'm so glad we're in the new year. Yes, yes, yes. How's Jazz doing, first and foremost? Gotta ask about him. Oh, he's doing Jazz has turned 21. Wow. He's a grown man now, yeah. And he's doing really good in school. He stays on the dean's list. Um, and he's uh, got a beautiful girlfriend. And he's studying photography, photography and videography. Yeah. Uh -huh, yeah. And videography and, uh, and music production and... Um, and I think he wants to get in the gaming too, so we'll see. He's into all of that stuff. Okay, very, very lucrative uh, professions for sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, so wishing him luck with that. So as we kick off 2021, what is your word for the year or your vision for 2021? Uh, my vision for 2021 is healing. Uh, that's what I want for everybody to, uh, I want this uh, COVID to leave us so that we can return to return to some kind of normalcy so that we can grow upon that and make our country and our world better. Because um, this has been something I, you know, I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. I, I don't know, I never envisioned it. So even with all of those scary movies that they have out stuff, you know, that kind of warned us <laughs> about this happening. Uh, I think we paid attention. There's so many movies that was yes. that's been out that kind of you know foretold this. So uh, I hope that we can fix this and and hopefully uh, you know get beyond it. Not that we want to really dwell in 2020, but it was probably what some would consider the craziest and to others the worst year that they could think of looking back but it wasn't that bad of a year musically for mesa congrats to you you celebrated your <laughs> 25th year as a solo recording artist so yes congrats to you my dear how did that feel it was cool i mean it's, i can't believe it's been that long that uh you know you know 30 years total and then 25 as a solo artist that's a that's a long time to be in the industry and i'm i'm happy um that uh, I'm still in the game all this time. Somehow, uh, God has uh, uh, given me longevity, and I appreciate that. And I, I really, that's what I asked for when I was 15 years old. I asked God for that. Wow, really? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So you closed out 2020 with a virtual Christmas concert, a very Mesa Christmas, and one of your favorite uh, performance venues, the Birchmere. How was that received? Yeah. Oh, it was cool. It was 70, 72 people showed up, nice. and they were socially distanced, and everybody was safe. Uh, and the Birchmere took great pains to make sure everybody was safe. They did all, you know, they followed all the protocols and everything, and, uh, and it was cool. Everybody had a good time. We had a good time. Um, you know, it was interesting, you know, playing with my band. That was only the second time we had played since March. Wow. We did one virtual concert, uh, a, a, a concert music festival. Uh, I think it was DuPont Circle Music Festival, something that we did in summertime. Mm. And, that, you know, that's the first time we had played together since COVID started. And then uh, this is the second time. So it was kind of, we were kind of rough around the edges, but we, we played with love and, 
happiness and we had a good time being with each other and making music and communicating musically and all those things we've, you know, we've been waiting for for a long time. And I know that, you know, there's so many artists out there that have gone to the virtual front uh, and some who just haven't been able to do anything at all and they've been going crazy. So I know it definitely was a lot of fun for you and the band to be back together. Oh, uh, yeah. Those who were there, I'm sure they were just filled with love and joy being able to see the favorite vocalists back on the stage. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. I love it. I had to stay away from them. They had the lines drawn on the stage where I couldn't pass them. Usually I go to the edge of the stage. Right, But right. they had clear lines, green lines drawn where we couldn't go past a certain point on the stage. And, you know, it was interesting. But uh, we got through it. Good stuff. It's it's a whole new ball game right now, and and hopefully at some point in 2021 we'll start to get back to, as you said, a, a sense of normalcy. Um, you released a couple of singles uh, last year, one of which happens to be on the Soul Tracks Best 100 Songs of 2020. Uh, Loving You is Easy. It also made Amazon Music's Best Song of 2020 as well. I love the tone of the song. And I know, oh, thank that, you. yeah, just listening to the lyrics, I know you were driving a lot of brothers uh, crazy because you know you had them thinking that you were talking about them, you know, <laughs> you know brown eyes and you blew my mind. Who's Mason talking to in this song? For you? I know they're so used to me singing uh, heartbreak songs, but I want to sing something that uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to predict my future here in 2021. I'm trying to predict uh, my Prince Charming finally coming to my life, and they, and I will not have such a hard time with him at all. Nice. Well, let's go ahead and listen to that song right now. And if you would, go ahead and introduce it. Okay. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Mesa. I'd like you to hear my latest single, uh, Loving You Is Easy. <laughs> right here on Cool Jazz Conversations. Loving you is easy, you know 
Loving you is easy. That's what they say. I don't know. This is the, it's, <laughs> it's definitely complicated. If you're just joining us, our guest today on Cool Jazz Conversations, the ever beautiful uh, vocalist Mesa. She's beautiful on the inside and out. A sister who always <laughs> greets you with a warm smile and her music warms you on the inside as well. Thank you again for being here with us today, Mesa. Thank you, Vic. Thank you. So you have uh, 14 albums under your belt. Yeah. Uh, you have a sound that transcends R&B, soul, jazz, funk. You've worked with so many greats over the years from Stevie Wonder to Incognito, countless others out there. Is there a particular genre that Mesa enjoys the most? No, I love every 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 one of every one of them. I, you know, I'm looking at to, to even doing country in the future. But you know, for the most part, um, I just love to sing, and so any kind of music that I have the opportunity to sing, I will. Um, so, but I think my my favorite place to be is in that jazz funk soul realm. You know, that's where I want to be. That's where I kind of feel most comfortable and and most happy when I can combine those together. So I want to come back to the country thing in a minute, but for those <laughs> who might have been under a rock all this time and don't necessarily know your story and your, your humble beginnings, let's go back, if you will. Uh, Morgan State University, you know, you're finishing up there. You receive a call to audition for Stevie Wonder uh, in Wonderland. Take me back to that audition, if you will, uh, being a young vocalist and having such a large opportunity. Yeah, well, my best friend, Kim Brewer, was uh, singing with him at the time. And I was about to graduate. I had one year left. And she was trying to prepare, like, trying to get this hook up so that I could come out there. Um, and she asked me would I be interested in moving to California and uh, I was like yeah I can move there I gotta find like a job she said well I think Stevie's looking for another singer with a, like an alto voice and I was like hey I, I would love to do that so when they came to Baltimore to sing uh, they did an annual concert with the Morgan State University Choir and uh, Dr. Carter had them come in every year uh, and that particular year they came and uh, Kim asked them could I audition um, and so we went to, I think in the next, in the next two days, uh, he had set up in the hotel in a, a conference room with keyboards and all these things. And we had to sit there and, and sing everything he played and all these different things. It was the craziest audition. I, I, don't, I don't know how I survived it. it was, I was so nervous and scared. And I was a kid, you know, I was like right. 23 years old. So I was so scared. But um, I passed the audition and, and I got nervous because that's like, I got another year of school to do. I got to finish my degree because my parents had literally sacrificed for me to go to school and, and my mother sold her engagement ring wow. for me to, to, to pay for one semester at Morgan. And so, and and I just could not finish my degree. So I asked Stevie if I could finish and he said, absolutely. And he said, that's what, he said, I'll come out as soon as you do. And uh, that's what I did. As soon as I mean, literally, I graduated in January of 1991, and in February, I was out in LA. Uh, wow. And that's when he was working on the Jungle Fever project with uh, Spike Lee. So I was able to sing on that project. That was my first professional gig. These three words, truly one of uh -huh. my favorite songs off of that album. Uh, and what else? No, make sure you're sure that's one there as well. Oh, right? yeah, that's one. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, Make Sure You're Sure. Is, is that, oh. No, that's from Make Sure You're Sure. Is, I think it is from that one. I got to check. Yeah. It. Oh, it's, it's so hot. So long. I don't even remember. 
It is oh, yeah, so haunting. But I, mean, I, I could just only imagine the type of feeling you had listening to this man's music all these years, growing up on it, and then sitting in front of the masterful one, Stevie Wonder. Like, it was crazy. It was I mean, crazy. Yeah, I mean, hats off to you having the maturity to be able to sit in front of him and perform because I know there were many before you who might have yeah, had yeah. that opportunity who just simply choked up. Oh, yeah. Couldn't, Denise Foy is one of them, definitely. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> so it, wow. Was, it was interesting being in there at the beginning, you know. Um, I think I wasn't uh, received too much by the other singers in, in the beginning, but we're all cool now, but... In the beginning, because you know everybody's kind of this young chick coming in here. I know, like who she thinks she is, but she oh she just got this gig because that's Stevie, you know, that's Kim's uh, 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 friend, his sister friend. So, but I, you know, I did the work to 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 be in Wonder Love, and I, I was you know I was able to sustain for a little while. Uh, but at the time when Stevie went on a, Bra a Brazilian tour, I think it was in August, September of the same year, '91. Um, I wasn't asked to go on that tour. Because he was he was taking the older oldest singers on that tour, the people that had been with him through the music and didn't have to rehearse anything, you know. And so, um, at the time, I, I was doing other work and I happened to do a job for uh, this guy named Steve Harvey, a drummer from Scotland, who happened to be best friends with Bluey from Incognito, and that's how I got the audition with Incognito. And that audition was was it over the phone? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. We just had a phone conversation and Bluey asked me to sing Don't You Worry About a Thing and I, I did and the next morning his manager uh, called me and said, Mesa, I don't know if you sang to Bluey last night but you got the gig, we're not going to look at any other singers. And so they flew me to London. Yeah, about two week, two and a half weeks later I flew to London and, and I moved there with all my little luggage. <laughs> it was crazy. A whole new world at 23, whole new world. Oh, 24 gosh. years hey. of age. Yeah, it was a yeah. long, long, long time ago. So what did singing and traveling with Incognito do for you as a young vocalist? Wow, it trained me. It trained me and it got me ready to, uh, for my solo career, it got me ready to uh, run my own company. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of being on the road as much as we were. I mean, we traveled, I mean, Bluey literally took me around the world, I would say, six seven times in my you know since i started with him i mean everywhere we went every corner of the world and wow. uh places like we i know the first time we went to kazakhstan uh kazakhstan wasn't a, a very developed place at the time and uh they didn't have too many modern uh amenities that we could all enjoy so it's a bit rough we even stayed in a a bombed out one of the, half the building was bombed out i mean wow. literally bombed <laughs> and they had half the hotel was functioning, so they kept it going. Wow. And we stayed in that place, which was probably one of the worst hotels. But now, I guess you can see Kazakhstan now looks like New York City, I guess. Hmm. But back then, it was just like incredible. So we've been everywhere. We did a lot, you know, a lot of on the tour buses, a lot of getting dressed on the bus, a lot of dressed in bathrooms, a lot of uh, rushing to planes, trains. Just a lot. It was it was a lot. A beautiful experience, and one I'll never forget, and I will cherish for the rest of my life because it's uh, it 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 shaped my who I am today. It right. really did. That's simply incredible. If you're just <laughs> joining 
And uh, we have vocalist Mesa hanging out here on Cool Jazz Conversations today. Mesa, a few years ago, you launched your own recording label, Blue Velvet Soul Records. Congrats to you once again. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. After years of recording for many of the prominent labels out there, what or who pushed you to take this leap of faith, if you will, and and, uh, finally put your own label out there? I think I, I had a, a final disagreement with uh, the record label I was with. I had been with them, wow, I don't know, since 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about 12, 12 years I was with them. And I had produced a lot of great records for them. And I wasn't 100%. Uh, I was grateful for what they did do, but I was uh, a little bit um, upset about what the things that I think they could have done better, which would have propelled my career in a different direction, I think. Uh, And I thought also, um, with all the music that I've done for them, uh, I didn't own any of it, especially songs that I've written. You know, I owned the publishing, but I didn't own the master to it. So I had no control over it. And um, knowing that one song I did did a recording of, uh, I think it's When I Fall in Love, I think. And I think uh, there's a Brazilian soap opera that played it for years on end. And I think I maybe have made maybe $500 from it or something, if that much. Wow. <clears throat> so once once you know uh, how how important ownership is, of course, we've listened to Prince say it forever and ever, you know? Um, on your masters. But yeah, yeah. But now, uh, now I see the difference. Um, I haven't made a ton of money yet from this uh, endeavor at this point, but I know it's going to pay off one day. Uh, but I do see the difference in ownership and just being the artist. And so I'm glad that I made that leap. So what, what's your plan for the label? I mean, do you plan on bringing other artists in? And if so, what type of artists yeah. would you be looking for? Um, it's, it's, as soon as I get to the point where I can make some money, um, I'm trying to, that's why I keep pumping out singles. Uh, right. Like my next single coming out, uh, you know, on the, it came out on the, on the first. Right. And this that's so, something totally new for you pushing out singles because before it was yeah. put the album out and it, it does what it does. Right. So this is a whole new game for you. Yeah, I think the, the, the idea of putting out singles, I mean, uh, it's also to build uh, my catalog and also to build um, uh, like funding to try to raise money to do my 14th album. That's what I, that's what my plan is. My, plan is to, uh, well, plan was to make enough money from the singles to fund the record myself. So I didn't have to do, especially this year, COVID, because, you know, it, it, I had so many great gigs and so many well-paying gigs this year uh, that were just taken away from me, you know, and those gigs were, those gigs were enough money to, uh, to fund my record. And yeah. that's why it's late. That's why it's, uh, my record should have been out last summer, but um, uh, it's going to probably take me to next summer to raise the money to do it. But as you mentioned, you are putting out these incredible singles and you were just about to talk about one which was just released on the first uh, Soft Words, which is written by uh, the the baby smooth, if you will. He he thinks he's as cool as baby things. You know, he's a good brother, though. He's a good brother. He is. He really is. Dwayne Reed and uh, produced by my dog, uh, Chris Big Dog Davis, uh, always incredible anytime anybody teams up with Chris Big Dog Davis. I know. But tell us about this song, uh, Soft Words. Well, Soft Words, uh, I was so glad that Dwayne brought this. He originally brought it to us to 
as an anniversary gift for his wife or a birthday gift for his wife. So that was the the main just behind the song. But after we heard it, after we produced it and got it together, um, we just discussed. I said, Dwayne, would you be interested in putting this out on my label? And he was really excited about that. So nice. um, I thought it would just be a sweet single. This song means so much to me because um, as when I grew up, my parents were very, they were very strong about what did you say to each other mm-hmm. and, and, and how you preserve your relationship and how you protect your relationship with someone. And so even though they had arguments and disagreements, uh, they, they, they did things where they wouldn't speak. That was, that was hard on everybody. I couldn't take that either. But I guess it was not even, you know, that's a lot less worse than them, you know, fighting and all that kind of stuff. But um, the arguments and disagreements they had, they still had the respect for each other to choose the best words, or the, they tried to choose the best words to communicate how they were feeling. And wow. when you have that, I want that kind of relationship. I want someone that, I just want, like I said, when I saw Loving You Is Easy, I want someone who will speak to me. Not, I mean, I know you have to, I don't want a man to not be a man and not voice his opinion and not, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm trying to find the right way to say this, but I, I want my man to be a man, but I want him also not to speak to me harshly. Right. You you don't want strong words. Yeah. <laughs> you want soft words. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's kind of sort of what I mean. <laughs> uh, you got to love it's it. Kind of, I, mean, I think it's, just, it's a better way of, of communicating. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. I think that's what uh, I'm, I'm, play, I'm pretty much want. Yes. <laughs> Communication is key in any mm-hmm. and all relationships and things are said and received much easier when there are soft words. Let's listen to it right now. Cool Jazz Conversations premiere Mesa soft words here on Cool Jazz Conversations.
She said, I want a man to speak to me with soft words. Yes, <laughs> those are the words of Mesa, straight out of Baltimore. I always call her B-Moore's baby girl. I hope she doesn't mind. I've been calling her that for years. I love it. No, I love it. <laughs> yes, truly a friend and so glad to have her here uh, hanging out with us on Cool Jazz Conversations, uh, kicking off the new year. So again, thank you very much for your time. That's one incredible song. And again, it speaks to, it could almost be like a a theme song, if you will, for a couple. I think so. I think so. Definitely in in, in a day and age where, you know, during 2020, uh, with COVID and so many folks being at home together, quarantining, what have you, a lot of things went up. Domestic violence went up. Suicides went up, alcoholism gone crazy, you know. Um, we need reminders like this to mm-hmm. speak to each other on a human level. Yes. Uh, so that everything just doesn't come off harshly. You know, mental health right. is, is crazy right now for a lot of people. Uh, whether it's because of we're dealing with family members who are in the household or worrying about COVID or many people Mm -hmm. laid off or what have you. So nobody needs that added stress of being or criticized in a way that is just, you know, harsh or what have you. So we definitely need that reminder to speak to one another with soft words. So for that, my dear. Thank you, honey. <laughs> what would you say would be the perfect pairing of wine to have with that song? Wow, I think a uh, Moscato. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the only thing I know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I know that if I do drink wine, it has to be a Moscato. That's all I know. Just dessert wine, something sweet. Something sweet. Uh, have a uh, pound cake with it or something like that, you know. Oh. Boy, that, that, that's, I know. that's how I'm gonna take care of my husband. I'm, I'm gonna make him uh, some kind of cake and have a nice wine and have a nice music and candles waiting on him. Every night. I get, wait, I'm playing in my whole. I'm playing in my whole relationship. I'm telling you. I'm, There's nothing I'm, wrong I, with I, that. I, I do it. I had it. You know, I was that kind of chick. I was that kind of girlfriend. But yeah. I just the guys I met wanted me to share them with the world, so I couldn't do that. Mm. 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 <laughs> You got to put it out into the universe, you know, you build it and they will come. So hats off to you for getting yourself (laughs) ready mentally and everything Mm -hmm. else so that you'll be ready for uh, the knight in shining armor when he uh, comes your way. Yes, I hope so. Ready to speak those soft words. Lord have mercy on me. (laughs) 
<laughs> Lord have mercy on me. So, you know, there, there aren't too many vocalists out there that have classic songs that are, you know, staples, if you will. And you, my dear, you have plenty of songs <laughs> that are staples and favorites of so many people out there. What is your favorite song to perform in concert? Wow, so many. Wow, but I think my favorite, favorite one that's been uh, around since 19, what? Wow. 1992 mm -hmm. is uh, Deep Waters by That's the song that everybody, I just love the reaction. Yes. Give, uh, I can't believe that song has carried me through my whole life. It's amazing. It's only half my life. Yeah. Uh, it's, been a, it's been amazing. And that song is very personal for you as well. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, that song um, is about my son's father, my son Jazz's father, and uh, he was uh, the original percussionist with Incognito, and uh, we had a very interesting relationship, and that's how Bluey came to write the song, you know, when I first got there, you know, I didn't know anybody, and he was kind of one of the uh, band members that really kind of uh, gravitated towards me and tried to make me feel welcome and all that kind of stuff and that kind of turned into a friendship and turned to uh, you know a love relationship uh, I would say within four months of me being there wow in London so uh, it was interesting because you know we were both young he was very young and very handsome and very popular uh, with the groupies I should say and so, <laughs> so I had to deal with that. I mean, it was incredible. Like, like Damn, I said, we went around the world five or six times. And it was just, every time we went to a city, the same girls would show up. I mean, they would never do wow. anything like leave or blow up or get married. It would be the same women almost every time we went back to the same city. So I had to deal with that. It was a lot. It was just a lot of drama. But we grown out of it. We're friends. We've been friends for a long time ever since Jazz was born, mostly. And, uh, and so uh, everything is cool with us now. But back then, there was a lot of drama. And, uh, and I lived that. And I you know, I put all that all that emotion into that song. And it, and it resonated with a lot of people. For, and it's still doing it. It's, it trips me out at this, you know, at this point that people are just learning about the song or they just, you know, or they just have kept it close to them for what 28 years now almost <laughs> yeah but let me tell you when you perform that song on stage it is yeah. as if you are going through the emotions right now yeah like fresh <laughs> like like you just saw him with the groupies <laughs> like that is the type of energy that you bring each and, and i've seen you perform that song a million times but every time you go there which i think uh -huh. is, is simply amazing and not everybody can do that but on, <laughs> on the flip side you know as you sit here and tell this story about um the fact that bluey wrote the song i'm thinking of the type of mindset that bluey was in seeing two of his band yeah. members I know. You know, in this relationship, because I'm I'm sure as as a band leader, I'm going to try mm -hmm. to keep everybody, except there will right. be no co-mingling or habitation <laughs> going on up in here in my right. And right. so he watched all of this unfold. Yeah, and, so and it was terrible. I was terrible. I was, you know, I would have attitudes. I'll be quietly. After I saw it, he was with some girl, 
then I would just stay in my bunk or I would stay in the back to myself. I wouldn't really speak to anybody. I mean, I would be cordial, but I wouldn't, I wasn't out there being sociable with everybody and being in a, you know, like, and I was just in, in a shell. I would go into the shell and, and uh, he just, he was like, what is going on? So he was like, look, I don't, you know, he's not the right guy right now in your life. This, he's not, he needs something different and you need something different. And he's not gonna, his specific words were, he's not gonna give you that white picket fence your dad gave your mother. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, okay. And that's when I kind of, and then of course my mother, she was like, oh, I told you to leave him alone, you know, kind of thing. So she, she was just straight up, uh, you know, leave him alone, he's not good for you and all that kind of stuff. So I think uh, it took me a while to get over him. And it's so funny, I was over him when I got pregnant with Jazz. It's the funny point, I don't know how that happened. Oh, but, wow. You know, that's just the way life just is. one more time, just one last <laughs> time. So you thought. <laughs> <laughs> One last That's time weird. and I'm done with you. <laughs> a lifetime. A lifetime. Oh yeah. Lord have mercy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, you've over the years you've collaborated with so many great male vocalists, uh, Will Downing, mm -hmm. Bill Perry, Dwelle, uh, countless others. Uh, is there anybody on your list right now that you would like to work with? Yes, uh, two, Gregory Porter and Kim. Oh, Those are the two I'm going for. And I'm going for, I'm going for this for this album. Okay. Might not have a record company pushed behind me, but I'm gonna find a way to get to them and get and get them uh, somehow. I would love to work with them on this next record. Gregory, truly one of my favorite male vocals, but what is it about Gregory that resonates with you? Gregory Porter is just his sound. I think I just, well, I want to hear our sounds together. I want to hear our voices and how they would, uh, you know, musically uh, intertwine. I want, I just, I'm very curious about how that would sound. And uh, he just has his, his voice is the, the, the sound of his voice, pretty much like yours. It's such a, a warm and, and very interesting um, feeling it gives you when we hear, hear voices like that. And I, and mm -hmm. I, I want to. I want to just. I want to work with him uh, and and see what we can come up with. Uh, with Kim, of course, he's in another another uh, interesting voice. Sorry, my dog. <laughs> Stop, Liz. So but so <laughs> uh, another. Um, he has another interesting voice that I Very. I want to explore. So I, I just want to you know the opportunity to work with those guys and see what we come up with to make kind of a different sound for 2021. Hmm. And one thing I love about Gregory is that. His voice has so much crossover appeal, yeah, you yeah. know. Absolutely. He can do the straight ahead, but he can also go contemporary. I love the the ballad that he did with Layla uh, two oh, times yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, insanity. Oh, mm -hmm. man. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and the joint he did with Kim is fantastic. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I welcome both of those. Uh, yes. collaborations for you. So mm -hmm. let's talk one of uh, the fan favorite things right now. About three years ago, you opened up your home to present the hottest <laughs> Sunday night ticket on social media. I'm <laughs> talking about kitchen karaoke right oh, there yeah. in Baltimore at home. How great it is. You get to, you know, throw some makeup on and yeah. and, and put on some flashy dash and sit in your kitchen and yes. hundreds of thousands of people. How crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I started this in March of 2016. 
And now we're all hitting on five years in this coming March. It's crazy that it's, uh, it's been happening so long. It started off as me just introducing a new website. I went on Facebook Live at the urging of Walter Beasley. He's trying to keep me in the loop of the new thing that's coming out and new thing that you're supposed to do. And he said, told me about uh, Periscope. He told me about Facebook Live. He said, you really should do a Facebook Live. That's a new thing. And so I came on one night, I mean, and I just did it from my house. And it was interesting. I was a little shy, a little embarrassed. Like, I didn't know what to say or do. And then I started to sing a song, and then somebody said, well, can you do this again next week? This was fun. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll come back next Sunday night. And that's how we started that. And then uh, after I moved back into my parents' house, it, we had a fire, and when I rebuilt the house, and uh, and we were just in my kitchen. I just showed that the other day, uh, well, a few weeks ago, that we were in um, having a Christmas, a, a Christmas Eve concert, a, a kitchen karaoke, or karaoke, I should say. and. Uh, we were in the kitchen, the undone kitchen. It was it, nothing was done. It just some cabinets and the island, and that's it. That's all it was here. But we still had pizza, and we had, had a good time. We sang Carol, Chris, Chris Carols, and it was beautiful. And one of my cousins said, "Oh, this is Mesa's Kitchen Karaoke," and that's how that name became permanent. Nice. And so from that point on, I just started, um, you know, finishing the kitchen, rebuilding it, and having karaoke here in my kitchen every Sunday night. Having friends over, you were one of them came over, and uh, That's right. and we had good times. Just I, I love cooking, so I, I would cook food for my friends, and then we would party and have a good time. You know, this house I grew up in, my parents' home, uh, they had so many parties when I was a kid, and I used to sit on these steps and just like I want to go downstairs so bad because we couldn't go down. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't allowed to go to the parties, but, you know. Yes. So, I, so to have the parties now is just such a beautiful thing. And my son, you know, he, he enjoys it so much and uh, and all the kids in my family enjoy it. So it's just such a huge blessing. And I'm, I, Kids Karaoke, before COVID, was my gift back to everybody um, who has given me a 20, you know, almost 30-year career. Wow. That's a gift from people, that people support you for so long. And since COVID after losing, pretty much losing much of my job and not having any income. Uh, people have been super generous with cash apps and PayPal's and all that kind of thing to kind of help, uh, you know, give their tips or whatever to help keep me, and they've helped keep me going um, and been such a huge blessing to me. So uh, it's amazing, but you know, one day when I return back to the Kitchen Karaoke's a week, I call it the big Kitchen Karaoke's where I can have my friends over. Yeah. We get the party like we did before because it was so fun and people love them. It's and everybody who's who watches karaoke has become family. It's a it's a thing. It's like everybody meets every week and they speak and you know we talk about stuff. We help each other through you know losses and and happiness and celebrations and so that's I'm glad it is what it is and so I I'm you know I have to do a little fighting with Facebook from time to time uh, as far as them cutting me off sometimes but for the most part. We uh, enjoy music. it. Yeah. I know, yeah. And it's and the thing is, it's my music. And it's my, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they send me the friends. They'll send me. Uh, oh, uh, you today we cut you off because you sang music by Mesa. I mean, like really. <laughs> it's like who, <laughs> who's in the control room? <laughs> right. Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> you on Mesa's page? Right. Oh man, but yeah, hopefully that will get 
uh, worked out soon. But family, if you've never seen the uh, Sunday night kitchen karaoke or whatever night you end up doing it on, uh, uh-huh. you gotta check it out. It is always fun. You never know who's going to show up. Right. Uh, I can guarantee you it's going to be a great time. I had a ball when I was sitting in the kitchen. <laughs> With uh, Art Sherrod and Wayne oh, yeah. Brooks and uh, oh, yeah. uh, who else was there? Um, Dwayne Lee was there. Uh, Rod Daniels, mm-hmm. Randy Dennis. It's a whole yeah. lot of people. It, it was great. Legends and, and we're just having a great April Ryan. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. We're singing, having a ball. Uh, <laughs> it, it was just so much fun, and and I can't wait to be invited back into the kitchen. Oh yeah. When Absolutely. Not safer, and I, I miss seeing. Wanda dance as well because okay, (laughs) Wanda definitely cuts a rug, so put that on your special family to check out Mesa's uh kitchen karaoke. It is always a good time, and the chat is one of my favorite parts just seeing what everybody's saying and and having Uh everybody check in. So, yes, it's definitely a family affair for sure. Yeah, yeah. so you know, 2021, it's here. Mm Outside of, of things getting back to a sense of normalcy, what what else is Mesa looking forward to the most in 2021? Yeah, honestly, the most, I just want to go back to work. I just want to go on tour again. I want to, uh, I want to see everybody. I want to hug everybody. I want to, you know, sign CDs. And I want to do, I want to do those things that I've grown to love for the last 30 years. And, um, it's, I've tried to adjust to it, and thank God I have the karaoke to help me through the rough parts. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I, I just want um, just want to get back to it. That's all I got planned by finishing my 14th solo album called Music For Your Soul. Uh, that should be out hopefully by the summertime. Nice. And, uh, and that's, that's pretty much what I'm trying to do. Focus, that's all I'm focused on. That's right, that's right. So this year marks your 30th year mm-hmm. as a solo recording artist what's the biggest thing that mesa has learned about herself in these 30 years wow uh i've learned that i'm stronger than i thought mm. uh, that i was uh, able to survive the harshness of the music industry it's a it's a terrible rough industry to be in as many beautiful parts to it but there are a lot of people kind of hell bent on making it horrible. Mm. And so in order to survive that, uh, I've, able, I've God has brought me through all of it. Uh, I never had to compromise my morals one day to sing a note. And so I've uh, been blessed to survive this whole thing and, and to keep to keep at it. Um, I have a lot more I think I can do. Yeah, the older I get, uh, see like the more fearless I get. So I hope yeah. that... Um, I hope that there's you know a lot more to come. I'm ready for some new avenues to open up for me, you know, movies and TV and all that kind of stuff. Uh, oh, um, you trying to get so into the acting world? No, 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 not Oh, that. okay. I was just <laughs> saying, come on now, we can do something together. <laughs> I did one play and I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> I can put you opposite <laughs> Uncle Rufus. <clears throat> yeah, I was Uncle Rufus. <laughs> Maybe we can collaborate. See, if we, yes. that's another person I'm going to sing with. I forgot about Uncle Rufus. I got to sing with him this year. Yeah. Yeah, got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's only that to you, honey. You're doing a great job with that. But that's another thing. Like, you know, 
I, I, uh, I have a great respect for people who can act, and and it's a it's a it's a big deal to me. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't even attempt to like think that's where I want to go. But I do want to. I want my music to be in movies and on TV, and nice. I want I want to see that happen before I leave this earth. I want to see that happen. Well, it's definitely coming for sure. And <laughs> since you put it out in the universe already that, you know, you are attracting that man to your life. Yes. For, for those out there who may be wondering, what is it that Mesa likes to do for fun? Wow. I'm easy going. Like, I like walking around the park. I like uh, movies. I hope we can go back to the movies. That'd be nice. Yeah. I like going bowling. Okay. I like the casino. <laughs> are, are you any good bowling? No. <laughs> 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 so I still like to try. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I love arcades and stuff like that. So Dave and Buster's and all that kind of stuff. I like that kind of thing. Okay. So it's all good. I'm easy peasy. I don't, and I like sitting home watching movies. I can watch TV and chill out, you know. I'm just, uh, I'm not a complicated person. Easy going. Just want to nice. be happy no matter what. Just want to be happy. Just want to be happy and have some soft words whispered in yeah. <laughs> There it is. Yes. The very lovely Mesa Grammy nominated, my sister. I have nothing but love for you. I can't say it enough. We don't say it enough in world today. So I love you. Thank you so much for you. always heeding the call. Anytime I pick up the phone, you've always been there for me. So <laughs> thank you. And I appreciate you for that. Congrats thank on 30 years. This is going to be an incredible year for you. This album is going to continue to do great things, building off of the energy and success that it's already had coming out of 2020. So congrats to you there. And I'm wishing you nothing but love, my dear. Thank you so so much for joining Thank me you, honey. first Thanks, show 2021 here on Cool Jazz Conversations. You are not alone because I understand I'm here to hold your hand through all of your tomorrows. You are not alone. I'll be right by your side. And you need a helping hand When you have so many questions And it's so hard to understand Well, I've walked this road before you So you can trust in me Hold on to me And I will be the friend you need Day.
2021. That is going to do it for this edition of Cool Jazz Conversations. The program is a production of TVM Productions and is broadcast from its home of WSSB 90.3 FM at South Carolina State University. You can listen to the podcast of this program via iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Alexa, Amazon Music, Player FM, and Google Podcast. And you can also listen to and download the podcast at your convenience at cooljazzconversations.podbean.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Cool Jazz Conversations. Happy New Year to your family. My name is Marcella Shepard, the bass man. We'll talk to you next time right here on Cool Jazz Conversations.